It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Hope your week is going well. If you're chasing real estate, good luck with that. We have kicked into another Thursday morning, the 7th day of September. Two days into the RBA's continued pause and so many commentators going for it literally in the last 24 plus hours about what the likelihood of more rate rises is going to be for the end of the year. And many economists and commentators believing that we won't be seeing any more rate rises for 2023. I hope they're right because people need to rebuild their bank accounts if that is even possible, given that there is still such a strain under the household budget. But I tell you what, if we've got no interest rate rises between now and the end of the year, that is going to help enormously. Well, this morning we are looking at part two of the PRD Australian Economic and Property Report for 2023, so it's very apt. And once again, joining me is economist Asti Mariasmo. And good morning and welcome back, Asti, to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. It's a, it's another day to sort of break out and break down all of the information. Quite a lot to talk about. Of course. I mean, we are talking about the property market. You know, there are so many different layers to it. There's different bits and pieces that is happening in different parts of the world and different parts of the country. What you're seeing in Sydney might be not what you're seeing in regional Queensland. It's all becoming um, very much so fragmented. Yeah, so we got through the the first part, so we'll come back to Asti. We will continue to break down the, the second half of that report. We'll do that next. We don't just deliver you the latest real estate news. We live it. We breathe it. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate. Well, there is a lot of focus, of course, and with good reason on the Australian economy. Yesterday, Jim Chalmers offered a positive response to the latest GDP figures, despite acknowledging the uncertainties confronting the Australian economy due to rising interest rates and a decelerating Chinese economy. The 0.4% GDP increase in the June quarter matched the prior quarter quarter's growth. However, year-on-year growth slowed to 2.1% and the Australian economy, Chalmers said, remains resilient despite persistent challenges, including increased interest rates, easing inflation and global uncertainties, especially regarding China. And I think we have to pay a lot of attention in terms of what happens in China. If you're celebrating your birthday the 7th of September... Happy birthday. Evan Rachel Wood is turning 35. Toby Jones, the actor, is 56 today. And if you're a cricketing fan, you might remember Sean Pollock. He was always quite instrumental in South Africa, going pretty well. He is turning 49. 
It's the main centre forecast. Let's check out the weather today and a sunny day for Sydney. 25 is your forecast high. Melbourne expecting cloudy skies with a chance of rain with 20 degrees. Brisbane expecting cloudy skies and long fine periods with 27. And in Perth, sunshine, blue skies and your high of 20. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. Time to have a look at this PRD Australian Economic and Property Report for 2023. Back with me is economist Asti Marty Asmo. And just sticking with that word resilience, because regional Australia, they had a very low median house price, uh, but did show also growth and that word resilience. Yeah, I know. Um, many people don't expect this. And this is one of the things that I love about this report is that because we do look at every different categories and every place across Australia, we can make these sort of conclusions. And for those people who are currently in South Australia, in Adelaide, the regional South Australian market is the most affordable regional market that we have right now. But it is also the one that have shown the highest level of growth in the past six months. Um, and we all know that in the past six months, there has been quite a lot of uncertainty in the market with the cash rates going up. And so it has definitely proven to be more resilient than any other regional markets. And what about the first home buyers? I think your report is talking about the fact that they declined in Victoria, Western Australia and New South Wales over the past 12 months. Was there anything that really stood out in that area for you? Definitely first home buyers have retracted and you can kind of understand it because, you know, there's a very much so uncertainty on am I going to be able to afford my mortgage if the cash rate keeps on going up? Because first home buyers don't have the equity that people who are owner occupiers or investors would have. And we saw a large spike in first home buyers um, post-COVID when there was a lot of government grants that they could access. And so, you know, we had a bit of a boom in first home buyers. So some of these figures is what I would say is um, very much so inflated figures because we had a boom in first home buyers. But there is some good news, though, in the sense that for first home buyers, the average loan that they are committing to is actually less. And that's because some of the markets, like I said, Sydney, Melbourne, regional New South Wales, regional Victoria, they've all come down um, quite significantly, which means that any first home buyers in those markets have are not committing to as much higher debt as they were back in, say, 2021 or early 2022. You know, I was talking to somebody that has been in the real estate game for 40 years the other day, and he was telling me that it's the first time in his career that he has seen interest rates take off, but not necessarily the the price of housing plummeting. And that's probably quite unique. It is very unique. 
And one of the reasons why it has happened is because we have this immense population growth. Whether you are in Queensland, whether you're in New South Wales, in Victoria, there is this big growth um, in population. Um, we have just opened up our borders again, and so we've had this like international demand that's been kind of sitting there, that's been wanting to come back into the property market, and they are back. And so we've had that big, massive jump in demand. But we haven't had that big, massive jump in housing supply, and a lot of the times when people think about buying in Australia, um, especially families, they're thinking about buying a home, a house, a land—you know, like a standalone dwelling. But many of the developments that has been approved are units, and so that house feeling of like, yes, I'm going to get a four-bedroom house on a 500 square block with a backyard. There's a little bit of it's not there. Anymore. Anymore, and so if something like that does become available, the interest in it is immense. Whether it's from the local market, whether it's from um, someone overseas or someone from interstate, the interest that we get in that particular property is double, triple the usual amount. It hasn't stopped people, so that's why. I remember talking to economist uh, Warren Hogan. We were talking a little bit about the housing market being reasonably stable, but his comment was never, ever, ever bet against the Australian property market, and those words definitely ring true. It does. It does because you know, like I said before, everyone—it's a global phenomenon, right? In terms of how. Um, we've all gone in that same journey of a massive boom post-COVID, and then all of our inflation rates across the world have gone up. Everybody has increased their cash rates. That is absolutely all true. But if I actually look at when those cash rate hikes started to hit, between then and now, yes, our market has gone down. Like I said, prices have softened. But it hasn't softened or it hasn't declined as much as it has declined in the US or in Canada. So our market, even though it's declined, it's actually more resilient than the US and Canada. And did your report uh, have a look at the the far north in terms of Cairns and Darwin? Yes, we did. We definitely did. And there is um, a lot of uh, interest in Darwin, a lot of interest in Cairns. We definitely saw that even the rental market in Darwin is getting stickier by the minute. Um, something that we haven't seen for the past, I think, three or five years, where we've definitely seen, you know, a double-digit increase in rental prices in Darwin. And so their rental market is getting stronger. There's more demand going into Darwin. Cairns, exactly the same thing. Um, whether it's houses, whether it's units, we are seeing double the amount of inquiries. And so there's strength in all of the different pockets of our market. At the moment, and it is definitely because that time to buy a dwelling index have recovered. Um, some of it slower than the others, but every single state, the time to buy the dwelling index have recovered, and it's all showing going upwards. 
And give us a couple of suburbs, Asti, that people might not have heard of. Get your thinking cap on here because there's so many suburbs right across Australia. But Kerry, pick a couple of them where it's probably surprised you in terms of what's happened in that area for one reason or another. Is anything coming to mind? There's definitely quite a few suburbs that I can think of. If we look at places like in Brisbane, for example, you know, once upon a time, places that are in the north of Brisbane, so anything that is like Termside or Zilmer or any of those suburbs used to be known as the more affordable suburbs. Now they're not anymore. Um, you know, we did our recent affordable livable property guides and about, you know, last year and the year before, a lot of our affordable livable property guides in Brisbane was northern suburbs. This year, none of it made it. They weren't affordable anymore. So we've, you know, a lot of the places have moved out to either east or even the southern suburbs. You know, same thing with Melbourne and also in Sydney. There's still a lot of growth in the western areas of Sydney and also in the northwest of Melbourne. And some of these places, yes, they still, they have become more affordable and it still made it into our affordable and livable property report. And that's because their markets have gone down much more in comparison to say Brisbane. So there are, it's all of these little sort of like nuances that kind of is kind of like keeping us on our toes, I think. (laughs) Yes, the good old uh, nuance. And in terms of the Australian Economic and Property Report for 2023, the you've done. A final word just to wrap it all up. Well, this particular report, um, for those of you who would like it, it is um, you know downloadable from our website. And um, yeah, I'm actually really excited about this report because for the first time ever, I have been able to put a cake in front of the, uh, the page and in front mm. of the actual report itself. And that's because we really wanted to show that there are so many different layers to the property market, that it's not just about the cash rate. We've talked about demographics. We've talked about how resilient the economy is, the housing supply, all of that impacts the property market. It's not just the cash rate. It's not just the icing. It's what's in the cake. (laughs) Exactly. It's all of the different layers in the cake. That's what you want to get into, right? Yeah. You've made me feel like uh, having some cake now. I'm feeling hungry. (laughs) Great to chat. Great to hear that uh, there's, uh, there's a range of things there for people to have a look at. And thanks again once more for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning, Asti. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 